Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I'm speaking with Graztopia. He has just released an all-new EP titled Bare Bones in the Attic, and I'm super excited to talk to him all about it. Dan, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, man? I'm doing fantastic. I've been listening to your EP nonstop. It is seriously awesome, and I really can't wait to hear the specifics. I kind of I want to jump right in. Sure. What is it? What is it all about? All right, so um, it's kind of a little bit of a long story, but there was a little bit of evolution which got it uh, whittled down to uh, these four songs. So a couple of years ago, I wanted to make just like a very super stripped down record, no click track, nothing of that sort, and no, not really too many overdubs and no drums really. And then after I did the basic tracks, I was like, oh, I'm like, uh, I think these need a little more. And so I started adding some things and then I got a little interest from, I guess, an industry type of person (laughs) and they wanted to soup them up even more. So that got me further into that and they kind of disappeared on me. And then I was like, well, I have all these songs. There was actually about, I want to say 12 songs recorded or 11. Oh, wow. For it. Yeah. In that format. And I had uh, my friend uh, Dom, who's my drummer there. Like mostly I play as a solo performer, but okay. sometimes you'll see me as a duo with Dom on percussion. And then the full band version of Grastopia features Dom on drums, nice. which is the, who was playing on the, the EP as well as the person singing backup vocals, Johnny Nail. He plays bass in the version. And uh, Jesse, who played accordion on it, he plays piano and organ and all that good stuff when he's available for the full band version. (laughs) Wait, so are you saying that this four-song EP was originally 12 songs that you whittled down? Yeah, it was about that, yeah. Yeah. I, I got to know why. Now you've got these eight basically completed songs that are just sitting there. Or are you going to save them for something else? Yeah, um, I'm going to save them for something else okay. or, you know, maybe in the future they'll come out or come out All as right. a side. There's also, I have a lot of songs, so <laughs> sure. uh, I have a yeah. list on a legal pad, two columns, beautiful, like over 70 songs, so I'm in the process of whittling down. Okay. Like, oh, these songs sound good together. Oh, these songs sound good together. But those might sound good with those, and those sound good with those. It's like this. Completely understand. Well, that's, I mean, honestly, that's kind of what I have enjoyed so much about this record. And now knowing, like, I guess the background on it, there is a cohesion from, you know, the entire four tracks. I totally understand, like, I don't know, It's it seems like the trend in music nowadays is like, okay, we got to focus on streams, we got to have these 30-song records so that yeah. when people listen, it bumps it up. But, like, from an artist and musical standpoint, instead of just padding records with whatever mm-hmm. you make, I think it's I think it's a much better thing to have these, like, little pockets of music where there are different moods and atmospheres as opposed to just, here's a ton of music, do with it what you yeah. want. Like there, like uh, now it's, I guess, uh, quantity over quality, but you can put out totally. quantity as long as the quality is there. And yes, right. I agree. that's kind of like pushed to the back burner, almost forgotten or something Absolutely. with a lot of new artists now. And it's, it's sad. 
No, I agree. And it's also like the capitalizing off of like, okay, I'm going to do a song a month so that I have something to post about Mm. and got to keep it consistent and keep people interested. But at the same time, I don't think that's how humans or artists work specifically. Like you can't, you can't force the work. I mean, obviously you've got this backlog of music and I hope it sees the light of day soon enough, but at the same time, you shouldn't be forced to just like turn it out turn it out and like these are your babies like you're sitting there with exactly and even like on top of that like there's going to be different versions of the songs recorded later down the road absolutely for example like a song like marooned in solitude i played that with one of my old bands it's a very old okay and i didn't play it for many years and then i brought it back into my live repertoire and then i was like oh this might work on this EP because or whatever the record at the time because I was like oh I initially wanted it to be a very super stripped down song and then of course I added all that stuff on top of it <laughs> sure no I, I totally understand I mean it turned out great Thank uh, you. as far as the production goes do you have any outside help putting like the final product together besides like the additional instrumentalists that come in um I mixed it myself but um, nice I, okay yeah, my friend Mike um, Longo, who did the mastering, I kind of refer the mixes to him and he kind of gives like his really good expertise and like having a different set of ears on it is nice. And then he does a fantastic job yeah. doing what he does. So, No, I know production is like, uh, it's like speaking another language. Like it seems like the super easy thing and then you vote and you're like, oh, wow, no, this could take me literal years to figure out how to make yeah. this crisp and clean and prim and proper. So I understand. <laughs> like you focus on the music part, you'll get to it eventually. Um, now, yeah. Good songs, yeah. No, of course, of course. Now, I usually like to ask, you know, are you looking to experiment in the future with, you know, your music? But it sounds like you've already got the next thing planned and finished. So is i guess i'll sort of pivot the question to is it gonna sound like this or do you have an idea for what's next okay so there's actually a few things that are going to be coming out over the course of next year or this upcoming year and probably following um the next rec it's going to be actually uh, more songs it's going to be like a full album oh oh yeah album in the confines of uh, a two-sided vinyl record so it's probably, nice. yeah, it's probably going to end up being eight songs, um, maybe nine. I don't know yet. And uh, there'll be singles released with it. And then the singles will have a B-side that's not on the record. Okay, cool. Like a little bonus for whoever's yeah. buying it. I like that. Like, for example, like I did a single of Summer Rain and the B-side was El Bohemian. I released a couple of months ago. The versions on the record are the same song per se, but there's added things to it. Like Summer Rain has that ending that's not single. And um, there's that ending on El Bohemian that's not on the single and some of those weird guitars and the chorus parts, I believe. Very cool. Very cool. So as far as the process goes, do you have a set like, okay, I'm going to do ABC to make this song or does it just kind of happen? That's a good question. Uh, they kind of happen uh, in the sense I've always felt like songwriting, like I'm a little antenna and they come <laughs> from wherever song. For real. Comes, and I just feel like yeah. I'm a antenna. <laughs> 
No, that totally makes sense. It should never be, I mean, not that it should never be, but people work in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it hits them all at once and sometimes it takes a year to put something together, so. Yeah, like a song like Summer Rain has a slightly interesting story. I was at this uh, conference called NAM, and uh, I was at okay. the summer one in Nashville. So we're at uh, Jack White's place, uh, Third Man Records. Hell yeah. And uh, not recording there, but sure, uh, sure, sure. Like uh, not really a tour, but there's like a little gift shop, and he has this old recording booth. Like they would have had it like Sears and Roebuck, uh, and I guess the turn of like I don't know early half of the century. Sure, sure. <laughs> and you you put like uh, well that that back then I think you would put like a quarter in and you could record uh, I guess um, I don't know a two minute and twenty second or two minute and thirty second jingle. So there you pay like 20 bucks and they give you this plastic uh, 45 vinyl record. That's pretty cool. Crushed inside of there. So when I went to go do a song in there, I had this moment where I'm like, oh, I don't have any songs that are that short. (laughs) Right, right. I'm like, this is a problem. So I, I was like, I let a bunch of other people go and I ran out into the parking lot and I just made up a song on the spot tried to memorize it and then i did it in the booth okay and then i went back to it when we got back from the trip and i added a bridge part and changed some of the lyrics to make it a little more sophisticated and that was one of the songs recorded for this that didn't get released that's okay maybe in the future i'd also love to visit his place i mean i've seen the pictures of the videos and all that but Definitely. Uh, I've never been to Nashville, so I'd love to visit one of these days. It's a cool town. It really yeah. I wish they would focus a little more on original music, but it's still a fun place to visit. It really is. You can go see the hockey game. You could go see music. On the strip. There's really good food. All right. So, all right. So how long have you been playing music for as a whole, I suppose? All right. Uh, so... Ever since I've heard music, uh, like uh, my parents used to take me to this, uh, like they have these parks on Long Island and they set up like this little mobile bandstand and uh, Dean Carahalis was the conductor of the concert pops of Long Island. Sure. He was a very like showman. He was like almost like Mick Jagger as a conductor. Sure. And um, I was really little, and my parents said I was like conducting with straws from like my drink in the back seat when Love I was three like, or four. And then when I was four, my parents took me to my first concert, which was Huey Lewis and the News at Jones Beach. Amazing, really fun. And I still like Huey. Huey takes of course. And uh, then I was just got into the Beatles after that. I had like a really long obsession with the traveling Wilburys. Nice. Yeah. And then I used to make my parents play this cassette tape over and over probably to nauseam to them in our van. And I would be in the back drumming away with like little straws or sticks or whatever I had. And it would be Huey, actually it was Richie Valens, La Bamba and Come On Let's Go. And <laughs> after that, it was the whole Traveling Wilburys album. And then on the B side, it was, I think, a greatest hit to Huey Lewis in the news. So oh, yeah. long story short, after hearing them, after hearing that many times, my parents like, you know, Daniel, there's this guy named George Harrison and he's in this group called the Beatles. And, <laughs> he's in the Wilburys, you would like them. And then 
that was it for me. The second, oh. <laughs> I was by myself. My parents showed me how to use a record player when I was awesome, out, and I kept just you know every Beatle record putting yeah. it down mind blown every time as a little kid and then i started singing into a tape recorder so that's probably when i started doing my that's awesome songs. so then, what what made you take it seriously i guess what like provoked you to actually create original music and record it because it was fun and it just <laughs> yes <laughs> i love no it's a perfect answer just really it it was just fun even just as a primal thing as a little kid it was just it yeah. really felt great because i was imitating my heroes the guys in the beatles yeah and like they had all those cool movies like at help where they're in the recording studio mm-hmm. when i saw that i'm like whoa that's where that stuff happened like, that could be me that could be <laughs> yeah, me let's do this that. damn Okay, so then now that you know you've been making music for quite a while, Mm -hmm. is there something that you look forward to the most in the entire process of it? Whether it be like the dreaming up the song or the writing or the recording or the clicking submit button? Hmm. Wow, that's a really good question. I like not to sound cliche, I, I really do like the whole process. I love when the song comes together, it's just like a great thing. Or if you have like an old song, that maybe isn't done like maybe it's just a chorus no verses and you have all the chords and all the parts written out but none of those other words and then that comes and it's like oh man this is great then when you get to play it live that's the next really cool feeling for the first time sure sure and then when you finally lay it down it might change a little bit from those live uh versions makes sense then again it changes there like i'm one of those people i guess like frank zappa said it best he was like, I like to make this music for myself and so I can record it, take it home and listen to it. Now, like, I don't take it home and listen to it every day. Like, after it's done, I listen oh, of to course. it go, wow, really awesome. Next thing. <laughs> Boom, let's go. Yeah, so I got so many freaking albums to check out. It just never yeah. ends. And, that's, and then maybe I'll re- revisit it later. And Nice. But it's just... You know, it's nice to get it done. And then, like I said, there's going to be other versions of some songs. Like on this next record, it's going to be kind of similar. It's going to be a little more stripped down. I don't know if there's going to be too much drum set on it. Probably like a little more percussion. And then those will be the acoustic versions of okay. some of those songs. and Or the stripped down <laughs> version. And then... Dom has already recorded about seven drum parts for other songs. Jeez. Yeah. And then that's going to get done. Okay. Additional songs that have to go with that. And those are going to be broken up into two records where it's like full band, but acoustic. Like I call it the MTV unplugged on steroids version. There you go. And then after all of those, we're going to have the full electric versions of some of hell yeah man it never ends yeah are you guys playing shows together we the next uh full band grostopia show is going to be on april 23rd okay at my home base uh mr beery's on long island nice host this uh giant benefit uh steve the owner his real name is beery are you serious that's awesome god's honest truth he was born to own a bar beautiful and uh steve is a staple on long island every bar owner probably sure. knows steve is 
and they were the first craft beer bar on Long Island. It's like a dive. Really? A good dive bar, though. Sure, sure, sure. Like, I call it CBGB's Meets Cheers. That's actually the perfect hybrid of, but that's the bar that I find myself at. Yeah. I got to check it out next time I'm out there visiting family. But there's so much craft beer in Long Island. Like, I want to hit all the spots when I'm there. Now there is. And, like, Steve was basically at the advent of all of that. Like, that's awesome. The, the beer menu's constantly, constantly changing. And Very cool. Yeah. So the, they do this thing, uh, the cystic fibrosis benefit, which nice. uh, they've been doing. Steve is on the bar for almost 30 years now, and they've been doing this for, I think, a little over 25. Damn. And, uh, yeah, they rate, uh, it's music from the beginning of, like, the morning, basically, like, 11 or 12 noonish, and then it goes to, like, 4 in the morning. It's, like, the best day ever. Normally, they would have it, actually, this past Sunday. They would do it the Sunday before President's Day. But Got it. COVID and everything, they just pushed it out to the nice weather. And sure. uh, Mike, who did the mastering of the EP, he's the head sound guy there. And <laughs> awesome. I'm the backup sound guy. So Boom. I'll be, he'll be running sound for Grostopia, and then I'll be running sound for his band when they're playing. Very cool, man. Well, I don't know where I'll be, but if I'm in New York, that sounds like the place to be. So if anyone's listening to this in the Long Island area, sounds like a can't miss event. Cool. Yeah. Very cool, cool, man. Um, so yeah, man. So we're still at the top of the year. So I want to know, are there any like crazy lofty goals that you've set for the band for the rest of this year or just anything in general that you'd really like to accomplish by year's end? Hmm. Definitely. I want to play more shows, uh, out of New York. I love playing out of New York. Totally. On the travel, definitely do a lot more touring um putting out obviously these records and also on top of these other records i have instrumental albums of songs that i could never perform live and though there's about three of those and there are various stages of completion okay those will come out intermittently with all this other music as well nice okay so plenty to look forward to by by the end of this year and it's get all of that done. Obviously, play some more full Grostopia band yeah. shows. I love doing that. And even on top of that, um, I got a new piece of uh, gear for my live show. So I got this oh, yeah. live track L8. It's made by Zoom. Okay. So I record every show that I play live. Every time I play, it's Mark. different. Like I do live looping, so I run my acoustic through a ton of effects pedals. and Beautiful. You know, things can get wacky sometimes but in a good way sure you know i was always putting this handheld recorder out and getting like someone's conversation about like yeah you know how they fixed their car that day or something (laughs) very cool um all right, Dan, I've got one more question for yes, you at this point. Yeah, man. So basically the question is for the person that is going to discover you from this, for the person that's going to listen to your guys' music for the first time, what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them? Hmm. Listen to it loud. Yes. That's try it? To, yeah, and, and try not to get like uh, summons for like noise pollution in the area, but... It, but if you do, it's pretty badass. 
just let me know. My people will contact your people. There you go. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Dan, this has been a fantastic conversation. I super appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. Uh, For everyone else out there, the EP is called Bare Bones in the Attic. But I also say follow along because by the sound of it, there's a ton more coming and a ton more that has been released. So check it all out. and We'll have links so that you can listen and share and follow along and all that fun stuff. But yeah, man, I, I sincerely want to thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. Likewise. Peace. You're very welcome. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Have a good one, right. man. Bye-bye. Bye.